Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack on the off the track. I'm heavy cuz, ball to your fathers, you can duck to the Fetty Gove. Sorry, my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes. Biggest convoys with the wagon on the side. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Rado, Austin, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here. Here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Sam Witty, spin the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. And today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. Make sure you visit their website at www.hazelskyonline.com where you can check out all their latest products and you can shop from the comforts of your own home. And this first segment of the day is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for 25 years. Um, they have all the name brand and rackets and apparel and they offer same-day professional racket restringing as well. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760 if you know what you want to talk about. Like always, it's open phone lines. It just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and I'll get to the phone calls accordingly. What's up, Sam? Not much, my man. How are we doing today? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um uh, not as bad as showers this morning as it was yesterday. Had some serious. Didn't realize how bad it really flooded till I got home and watched the six o'clock and the ten o'clock news. There's some homes and subdivisions that really got it bad down here, uh, but still pocket showers here and there. And from um, from what I can see or what I can hear, is it's supposed to be like that the rest of the week. So. We'll see, or at least the next couple of days, we'll see how that goes. But other than that, uh, there's a few things that I want to touch on today. Some things I didn't get to uh, yesterday um, in regards to, I definitely want to talk uh, about the Aaron Rodgers situation and his comments, um, you know, that surfaced over the weekend in regards to what he's been concentrating on, quote, unquote, this offseason. By the way, they had their celebrity uh, match last night, golf, which I'm interested to see how ratings turned out on this because they decided to put this up with the NBA Finals um, at the same, kind of at the same time. But, of course, you know, you had Phil, Bryston, Shimbo, and you also had, again, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. So um, he was asked again yesterday, like, hey, Aaron, you going back to the Packers? And all he could say is say, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Don't know. Which with that answer, as we get close to camp starting, that tells me a lot of things, but not as much as what I think tells me about his comments over the weekend, which I'm just going to give my opinion on because uh, really to me the topic that he's touching on, and that's the reason why I want to talk about it because it's a sensitive subject uh, when you talk about 
mental health and awareness and stuff, but it's the way he positioned it that made me kind of skeptical. So definitely want to talk about that. Also, I didn't get a chance to talk about, I brought them up yesterday, but didn't get a chance to talk about the Washington football team and their $10 million fine uh, that the league levied down on on them over uh, the weekend due to their investigation about their practice and the way they run things at Washington, um, really about the work environment. And I said that this was kind of a, you know, last week we had the news that uh, Daniel Snyder's wife had been made co-CEO, and then all of a sudden this comes out a week later about what they were fined after the internal investigation uh, by the NFL. So the timing was kind of weird on me because uh, for me, I should say, because I know with Snyder, and I've, I've expressed it on this show for a while, how my thoughts are in regards to him as an owner and Washington going back with the whole name change, then his name, I mean, his hand was really forced in that situation on what he was going to do. Uh, but, you know, when the big dogs came, the FedEx of the world, Nike was talking about pulling this stuff, his merchandise off. He buckled in the name change, and then all of a sudden these reports start coming out from former employees, uh, former cheerleaders that participated in the calendar shoot years ago. And, you know, then the league la- launches this internal investigation. I really would like to know what they found all in the investigation, uh, really, details. Because to me, I'm thinking, like, is this uh, – is this Snyder's wife pulling a, a, a power trip on him? Like, oh, yeah, you did this? You were involved in this? They're asking me about this? Well, you make me co-CEO, okay? Make me co-CEO then. Could be totally off left field, but that's the timing of that and just with that whole organization. Uh, and, you know, I know there's a lot of diehard Washington football fans that have wanted this dude to sell the team, wanting him to go on board. I mean, he really hasn't. I mean, if you look at his body work of being an ownership, I mean, he's allowed up. I mean, Washington has been one of the historic franchises in the NFL. And in that district area in Washington, um, you know, in our nation's capital, they used to really, the Washington football team, they used to be king over there. And really, if you look at his ownership, especially in the last five years, the home games and everything. And this is after moving out of old RFK Stadium. They moved out there. Of course, they they built FedEx Field. But in the last five years, the, you know, people I even know that lived in Washington, it used to be a thing to go to Washington home games on a Sunday. Regardless of how bad they were, how bad the record was, it was an event to go to the games. But if you look at Washington in the last five years, their home games are taken over by the visiting fans. They don't even get the local home support. I mean, you look at the Wizards. They've been bad. They haven't really done anything. Washington Capitals just won a Stanley Cup a few years ago. Um, Washington Nationals won a World Series a few years ago. But it's still a Washington football town, but it's disgusting. And the reason why they're refusing to go and you have visitors, a visitor team taking over is because of the frustration of the ownership and Daniel Snyder. So the league hit him with a $10 million fine, which to me it has to be one of the records because I can't think of an – I mean, if you look at – I mean, if you look at Spygate and you look at New England, I mean, that was a seven-figure fine and some draft picks. And what's crazy is, speaking of that, that they didn't – and I guess I can understand the league's thinking on that. They didn't go ahead and dock them any draft picks. It was just a fine. Usually a hefty fine like that comes with some violation when you miss some draft picks. But I guess they said, why penalize the coach? I mean, of course, you know, Ron Revere and his regime wasn't here. This is one of the reasons why Ron was bought in. But it also shows you that they're looking like, why punish the coaching staff and the GM and the players for the product on the field 
for something that was really a culture that was going on in the front office with the suits. So, but normally it's it's not normal that you see a um, a fine like that and really doesn't come with some draft picks. Yeah, Did I you? mean it's uh, it's not even close in terms of that being the biggest yeah. fine ever issued. The next closest uh, the next closest I can remember is uh, the Saints bounty gate. Yeah. They got half a million. Uh, the GM, I think, got fined half a million, mm-hmm. and then Peyton got fined half a million, and then, uh, of course, um, what was Spygate? Spygate was what a million? A uh, million? It was, it was half a million half to a million. Belichick, and uh, then Patriots were fined quarter of a million and okay. gave up uh, that first round draft pick. Okay, yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely. I figured that that's not going out on a limb. That that's definitely one of the record ones. And like Sam, yeah, it's not even close. The Saints were actually find 500,000 as an organization as well. So that mm-hmm. was twice as much as the uh as the Patriots got for Spygate. They got for Bountygate. And then and, they gave up a couple second round picks in consecutive years as and, well. And they and they lost a, a Super Bowl winning coach for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, that that set the Saints back a couple years on that move, which I I gave my thoughts at that time. I always thought that the the Bountygate Saints would made an example of that. I mean, in the NFL there's, you know, Money laid on the floor of the locker room and said, "Hey, whoever knocks so and so out is getting that pot." I, I thought that always went on different teams, but when you have a Greg Williams and you know you have reports and that time leaking out and, and stuff like that, you know I felt the Saints was made an example of that. And if you notice that Saints relationship, especially with Sean Payton with the league's office, hasn't been good ever since that. I mean, they feel like the league has got it in for them ever since that that took place. So you got that going on NFL. Like I said, we're only a few week, a few weeks away from camp. Of course, we've got the NBA Finals. We've got the uh, Phoenix Suns who draw first blood uh, against Milwaukee. And all I can say about that: pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. They got pick and roll to death last night. Um, of course, Chris Paul came out on a hell of a performance on his first NBA Finals. Want to get into that. And also my concerns really with Milwaukee, kind of what I've had said about them consistently throughout this regular season and playoffs, about the style of play. Really only being able to learn, not learn, but only being able to do and play one style of play. So yesterday, definitely want to give my thoughts on uh, that game, what we saw. Also, NCAA, uh, as we know, uh, talked about it too. Uh, if, you know, if you've been living on a rock in the last couple of weeks, uh, the courts, the higher courts have ruled that, you know, the fact that um, – College players um, can now profit off of their likeness um, playing college football in that way. And you have, and, and I'm thinking to myself when I saw this, I was like, well, shocking. It's going to come from the U. I mean, my, Miami Hurricanes have always been involved in some shady doings. And, you know, they got a guy, I think it was named Shapiro, somebody sitting in the can doing time. Uh, basically a guy that was involved in this Ponzi scheme, what was considered a jock sniffer that was always hanging around Miami just to be the, you know, be with the athletes and stuff like that. But uh, Dan Levert, um, I think I said his last name right, Lambert, Dan Lambert, he's a CEO and owner of a martial arts chain up in Miami in the Florida area. And he's already been the first one to jump in the pool to say, hey, man, I'm going to sign, I'm going to do an endorsement deal. Every Miami Hurricane football player that's on scholarship is going to get $500 a month just to go ahead and endorse my martial arts gyms. Now, if you do the math and the number of people on scholarship, they're saying this could roughly basically get to maybe about a $540,000 uh, for a year of advertising through this. 
But when I started thinking about this, which I'll definitely get into when we get back, um, as we get to uh, the phones, get to Cowboy James. But I will tell you that when I look at this rule and look at Miami, which is also one of those historic programs, they've been down for a while, but that's one of those when Miami's good. You got their alumni, a lot of pro players come out. I wanted to see just really, is this rule really only going to allow the rich to get richer? The big programs, per se. So definitely want to talk about that. Hockey, I think according to Sam, this is probably going to be in the books tonight. (laughs) Sam called it. He called in five. uh, You know, gentleman sweep, I say. So you got that going on tonight between Tampa Bay and the Canadians. So we'll talk about that as well, too. You listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studio, 736-7960. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, San Antonio's number one premier upscale smoke shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, Tiger Sanitation is always hiring. They do a lot of great things for the San Antonio local community and surrounding areas as well. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... um, also, did you know, didn't get a chance to get into uh, my tour take yesterday, too. You know, things are heating up around him as we get ready to go into camp. Um, and I don't remember anybody that's really been, I mean, this much pressure that's being put on a certain quarterback, per se, going into really his only second year in the league and really legitly because of the way COVID altered a lot of things really his first legit rookie year. So definitely want to get my thoughts on an article that I saw that came across uh, with him with that. Um, But before we get into all that and jump into the NBA uh, finals, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Cowboy James. Cowboy James, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760. What's up, man? Hey, what's happening, Cal? How you doing, All right, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, glad to hear your voice, man. I hope your search goes well for a producer for uh, you and Sam, man. You know, I support you guys. love you guys, man. I appreciate but, uh, that. Hey, uh-huh. I want to talk about the fight coming up, man. Okay. Look here. We got, we got a Charlo brother fighting here in San Antonio. You know, his brother just fought a title fight in Houston, and they are from Houston. But for him to bring that fight here, a significant fight that's going to unify the welterweight championship, something that hasn't been done for years, and it's live here in San Antonio on Showtime, non-pay-per-view, you know I wish my man Rudy was here to hear this. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I mean, I just think that's fantastic, man. I didn't even know it was going to be here, man. I would have had me a ticket. Hmm. But, uh, Did yeah, you hear man, my guy? Did you Did you hear, James, did you hear my guy Canelo over the weekend? I mean, he, they were asked about a possible of a Triple G fight again. He said no, that he's interested. He's waiting for your Charlo, your Charlo boy. Did you hear him come across uh, that? No, yeah. I did not hear about that. Yeah. You know, that fight, had, 
that's that's the fight that it'll put him, you know, it, it'll shut everybody up if he was to win that fight. But uh, you know, I'll be going for Machado brothers, man. I love Machado brothers, but <laughs> but that's the fight he needs to shut everybody up. Yeah, you gotta I, take that fight. I I hear you. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call, James. Uh, first of all, yeah, anytime San Antonio, um. I mean, San Antonio's had some good boxing, big boxing events that's come through here over the last, you know, 25, 30 years. Uh, of course, all the mega fights and everything usually takes place in Vegas, other than when you get a venue such as like Jerry, you know, Jerry's World, he's dipped in a little bit of that. But anytime that um, that you can get a, a fight like that with a guy that's trending like Charlo, because, I mean, ever since James, James brought him my attention, and I've heard his name ever since James first brought him up on the show. But anytime you can get a fight like this or a fight that's trending and it's for belts, it's always a good thing for the city. It's a good thing for the city. You know I'm down for that. Anything that's going to generate money or comes in this town that's just not the Spurs and Fiesta, I'm down for that. So didn't know he was fighting here, actually, but that's a good that's a good call. But, yeah, I was waiting for James to call back in and let him know my guy Canelo. He ain't running from nobody. Like I told you, I've never subscribed to that. I think fighters that get to that point and, and that are pro fighters, it's it's usually about business timing and contracts. Yeah, you got managers and stuff, but I just don't believe you get to that point. Um, you know, I, I don't. I really don't believe you get to that point at the professional level in boxing uh, to be running or scared from anybody. I just never subscribe for that. But it's good. To, it's good talk for the talking heads and the fans. Uh, to you know, to troll as they say, to troll one another about their particular boxer that they support, and sometimes the boxers get into it too. I mean, they play along too, like, oh man, he's dodging. He don't want to fight me, this and that. I think it, and you know, there's, I mean, there's a thin line between dodging and your your team telling you, hey, well, you know what? I think we need to take these other fights to tune up to get ready for this guy. This guy's no slouch. Now, some people might look at that as dodging, but I, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Seven three six nine seven sixty. But the NBA Finals got underway last night, um, and like I told you in the opening, Milwaukee drew first blood. Uh, I'm excuse me, Phoenix drew first blood on Milwaukee. Um, and really, the story to this to me is again, you know, on the show we, you know, Sam let you know yesterday before we got out of here, they had upgraded or changed Giannis' status from doubtful to probable. He was working out for the game at least about ten or fifteen minutes before the game. Wojo broke that he was going to go and play. And really what I saw is a team um, that almost looked like they forgot how to play with Giannis compared to those two games that they they won back-to-back to close out the Hawks. They just looked like they, they were a team that kind of wasn't the same team we even saw in those last two games. And really from the backcourt situation, um, you know, Middleton's been a topic on this show uh, but you know they he he was kind of he didn't really make impact in, in my opinion didn't really make impactful buckets yesterday. But really the story of that too was the pick and roll. They got killed on the pick and roll. I mean Chris Paul killed them all day, and Chris Paul got in his comfort zone right there. That's in the top of the key, right by the free throw line. Most guys in the NBA, especially young guys, a lot of guys can't hit that mid range shot. A lot of guys can't do it. They either consistently come up short, they just can't do it. But Chris Paul has made a living. That's where he's comfortable. And Milwaukee did nothing yesterday in game one to make him uncomfortable without getting to a spot. And really what Bud's going to have to figure out, and this is a team in Milwaukee that I've told you all all season long, and even in the playoffs, in my opinion, I believe they only got one way that they really play. And that's the reason why – 
usually when Milwaukee, they, they've shot the most threes for the most part. I think them and Utah were one of the top two teams all year in shooting threes and attempts. But the style that they play always leaves a team in it to make a run. And they also play a style where if they don't come out and they're hitting those shots and the rotations that he has, they can have difficulties at adjusting. And Bud, and this is one of my uh, you know critiques on him, um, he had him ready to play. I gave him credit yesterday in the closeout game in game six in Atlanta. They had him ready to play, close him out on the road. But yesterday, this, you know, a team that's kind of experienced like this, that's pretty much the core been together for the last few years, it was kind of surprising to me that they looked uncomfortable playing with Giannis. And another thing Bud's gonna have to figure out is how much can Brooke Lopez really play in this series? How much is he gonna be able to really play? Uh, because when him on the court, I mean, that's – I don't know how you expect him to guard Devin Booker or when they switch on everything to guard. I, I just don't – I don't understand how that's going to go. I mean, Brooke Lopez gives them size, you know, on the rebounding aspect. You know, the boards, there's length with him and Giannis. But definitely he's a defensive liability in this series. So I'm going to wonder if his minutes basically dwindle um, in this series, what adjustments going to be made. Uh, but, you know, I think Phoenix – Phoenix is really playing like there's we we've been saying that there's something special brewing about them without a doubt you know with Monty and the leadership of Chris Paul but you've got guys you know Devin Booker you know he's a he's an all star you know I know um, Dwayne called in here about a week or two ago saying like hey this is you know I've heard a lot of other people say well the Kobe and them coming when I keep saying not just quite yet. Let's see how it plays out. But ever since after that first round, I think it was in game three or whatever, whoever they played in the first round, he's really taken his game to another level. And really what's surprising, and it's a credit, and my hat's off to Monty Williams, I mean, Phoenix and Chris Paul. But Phoenix is also their guys that haven't been here before, haven't played in the finals before. They look very poised. They look very poised and doesn't look like the moment is too big for them. I didn't really sense the nerves too much from either side, but I think yesterday's game was really the the telltale of the pick and roll because they pick and rolled them all all game to death. And in my opinion, I think Lopez was a big liability. He was a big liability out there on the court, and the and the ball is in the court of Bud or what he's going to do uh, to make adjustments. You know, but it's one game. I mean, it's one game. I know Sam and I picked the Suns. A lot of that was with my heart because I feel like if Chris Paul's got this far, he's got to cash in on it. You know, Giannis is young. Nothing's guaranteed. Doesn't mean that the Bucks are automatically going to be back and have a lot of cracks at this. But I just think Chris Paul, where he's at in his career, um, if you're a basketball fan, unless you hate the guy, like I said yesterday, you've got to be rooting for him. But it's one game, but definitely the Bucks have to make some adjustments. Listen to the sports crime being presented by Hazel Sky and Smoke Shop, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. 
What you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headrest. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Sam Spin, the one and twos. Your number to participate is 736-9760. And this next segment is going to be uh, sponsored by the Fighting Roots of Sports Bar, located off of Broadway. They have happy hour drink specials Monday through Friday. They show all the boxing events there. They also show all UFC fights as well. And they have viewing parties every Saturday and Sunday morning for soccer as well too that is the fighting rooster sports bar official sponsor of the sports cry um yeah real quick before leaving last night's game too um yeah drew holiday um he's gonna have to he's gonna have to step up a little more he looked like the guy that was really affected the most by Giannis coming back because he got he really got going in game five and six versus Atlanta and him the only he went four for 14 yesterday from the field with only 10 points um, I brought up Milton. I mean, Milton, he was 12 for 26. I mean, he had he finished with 29 that led the way. Uh, but I think really yesterday was really the lack of defense on the pick and roll and, exp- and exposing Lopez. Um, Lopez, p- Lopez pitched in, say that three times fast, with 17 points. But it, the defense is just and, – and that's the thing that concerns me about the Bucks is the fact that they've had set rotations all year, and it goes back to way that I've, I've said critical, like – I don't know if Bucks have two or three ways they can beat you, uh, but you know how does this react to the rest of the team if Lopez has to come out of his normal minutes or his normal rotation? Because right now Phoenix is a young team that's playing with a lot of confidence and has the perfect match between how the game is being called between Chris Paul and their head coach Monty Williams, and uh, the Bucks are going to have their hands uh, full, but. They've just got to improve defensively on how they're going to defend pick and roll. A lot of collapsing on Giannis yesterday. I, I thought the refs called it tight early. I thought, you know, um, there was a lot of whistles early. I, I know Phoenix got in the penalty very early. And, and again, as, as long as I've been watching, especially being in this business and watching NBA playoffs and really diving into it, having to cover it, the one thing I've always preached, especially whoever the good teams are that year, Um, especially when you get to this point in the finals, a lot of these games and series are really won and lost in the third quarter. The teams that come out of locker rooms, whether the right adjustment is made or they come out ready to go. I mean, last night Phoenix outscored Milwaukee 35-27. to I think at halftime it was, let's see here, it was about a four-point game at at halftime. Um, and well, no, excuse me. It was they were up by eight or nine at halftime, but it was it was still reachable. But at the end of the third quarter, you're talking about a 20 point lead at that time, or 18 points or something like that. Um, they lost that. They didn't really come out prepared either in the in adjustment wise coming out of the locker room. So it's only game one. We'll see what happens. I like Phoenix in this one. I'm hoping for a competitive series and a lengthy series, but. Uh, you know, Phoenix is playing with a lot of confidence. And their fan base is coming very annoying quickly also. I know they haven't been there in a while. Uh, I've told you that he kind of remind me of kind of how it was down here in 99 uh, when the Spurs were going on their first title run. Uh, but their fans from the – it's funny with the whole countdown from Giannis, but ever since the guy got in a fight in the Denver series and everything, they're really full of themselves up in the desert. But I get it. When you haven't been there in a long time – and, you know, they were saying the last time, if you go back to the Phoenix Suns, and I think it was the Bulls in 93 
or whatever that was, somewhere around there, like 10 out of the 16 people on the Phoenix roster weren't even born yet at that time. That's crazy. That makes me feel real old when I come across stats like that. Very old. Uh, but, yeah, but we'll see. 736-9760. Also, last night, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed, but I brought it up uh, briefly. They blow oh, the four-letter network. They just pulled Rachel Nichols right off the whole sideline reporting. And, uh, you know, a lot of the sideline reporting they pulled her off of. And I told you the deal with her, Maria Taylor, the the whole thing that leaked out. I know Rachel has gone on recently because these are comments from July 2020. But, you know, she had basically apologized to Maria Taylor and all that. But I know there's uproar from, you know, colleagues such as Jalen Rose. A lot of them, they're upset that ESPN hasn't really suspended her or said anything about it. But they kind of put a spin on that, you know, Rachel's like, I learned it, I learned in this business a long time ago. You want to cover the story, not become the story. So I think this is the best interest of everybody involved, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we'll see. And I still think Maria Taylor's people leaked that out because of negotiations going kind of not as smoothly as they wanted to with ESPN. But, yeah, when they they re, they pulled her off the sideline report, and Rachel's been the cornerstone over there at ESPN when it comes to basketball. I mean, she's been one of them. And I was telling AC last night, I told her, I said, just because you, you work at Bristol and you're over there doesn't mean – you know that you got LeBron on speed dial. Well, LeBron's going to give you the exclusive sit-down interview right after the decision or after he chooses to go to the Lakers. Rachel didn't got all that. I think they were stupid comments to make publicly, regardless if there was some truth to it or she felt like that. And in this climate, there was a no-win situation for her yesterday. But I don't know if you're going to see her rest of the NBA Finals or not, but they kind of pulled her off in general. 736-9760. Also, um, last night we had, and I, I think it's probably too early to get a ratings count on see what drew more between the uh, the the uh, the golf between Tom Brady, uh, Lefty, uh, Aaron, and Bryce. Um, I tried to tune in a little bit of it. I mean, it was nice to have Larry Fitzgerald there on the commentating, and also uh, you know Charles Barkley, but. To me, and it's it's not so much of me being a big Tiger fan, but it it is different when they do those things and Tiger's not involved in it. I mean, I'm not saying Tiger has this great personality, but I think Bryce. I mean, I don't. Other than having beef with Kepka, I don't really know Bryce having that much of a personality. Uh, but it was interesting that that was playing that kind of went with the NBA Finals. But scheduling has been all screwed up ever since COVID. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, he's not in hiding, of course. He's leaked out pictures of him and his vacation, or I don't know if it was a honeymoon or whatever. And then he goes to this golf event last night. Um, and he was asked about if he was going to, when are you coming back to the Packers, Aaron? Are you going back to the Packers? And he just said briefly, I don't know. We'll see. And prior to this weekend, on this weekend, uh, there were some comments that he made about what he's been concentrating on in the offseason. And he said that he's been concentrating on um, having a healthy mind and, and mental health. Now, he also said, just paraphrasing him a little bit, he said that, you know, it's kind of taboo or kind of strange to talk about mental health, healthness if you're not in a situation where you're talking about harming yourself or, you know, harming someone else. It's kind of weird and not a right stigma to bring it up and talk about it. So when he positioned it and paraphrased it like that, um, and and you've listened to the show long enough, you kind of know what my feelings are with Aaron. Like over the years, I mean, I respect him from a player. He's he's going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. But this situation of Aaron Rodgers, probably since he got his first big deal, this this last contract, and the fire with Mike McCarthy, 
And now this situation forcing his way out. And we know it's, we talked about his brother calling him out when they had the California fires, fires and all that a few years ago. But I took that comment and bringing that up a certain way. And, and I want to explain that when we get back here. 736-976, you listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Um, okay, so... Back to Aaron, okay? So this is, I mean, let me just read you the uh, exact quotes he he said. It goes, quote, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to work on my mental health. I haven't dealt with bouts of depression or anything that I think, for whatever reason, or okay to talk about you, to talk about it if you're talking about mental health. I've just really been trying to think about what puts me in the best frame of mind what habits can I form that allow me to feel most in my body, most present happiness? And that's what I've been doing. Okay. Um, I haven't dealt with bouts of depression or anything I think for whatever reason, you know, are okay to talk about if you're talking about mental health. Look, mental health has become a very serious topic in this country, and it's a very serious thing. I take it serious. Uh, you know, I've known people that have battled with it. Um, I don't know Aaron Rodgers from a can of paint. I'm not inside of his mind just because you, you know, just because you're, you know, wealthy or play a professional athlete um, and have one of the few only 32 jobs that exist in the whole world doesn't mean you can't be depressed or fighting mental healthness. This is the timing of this. And the first I'm hearing of this is kind of what makes me feel like, okay, is this really serious? Or again, like I've always said about Aaron, is that you're trying to win or softening the blow of a PR battle that you're starting to lose in your backyard in Wisconsin? That your image is taking tarnish, your your legacy is taking a tarnish because make no mistake about it, you are trying to force your way out of Green Bay. And when you bring up the fact of mental health is you're going to get some people to pause and kind of feel a little bit for you like, hey, well, man, this. And again, I'm not here on radio trying to sit there and say Aaron Rodgers is not hasn't been an unhappy place. But when you put it out there saying, hey, well, normally it's not OK to talk about it if you're not trying to harm yourself or harm others. It, it makes it sound like to me that he knew kind of what he was doing to calculate it. And, it, and this just goes by what we've always gone by on this show is credit report. I've told you a hundred times about how I feel about the Mike McCarthy thing. Um, now this is a situation where he's forcing his way out and you're getting close to training camp. And you're I mean, the theory about him opting out for the season, I think that already passed this week, this few days. So he's not opting out for the COVID, uh, the COVID list. I think we've already passed that deadline. But to me, this is one of those that, you know, not everything that's being said or written by Aaron Rodgers negative negatively is making national news. A lot of it is is pretty much in that region of what kind of is going on and some of the pushback. And this is kind of the not the same exact thing, but this is kind of what I was saying about Russell Wilson last week. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson is trying to moonwalk back a little bit as well about, well, I didn't really didn't get that serious. I think it was blown out of proportion. 
I never really asked to be traded. I mean, really? I mean, because you went on the Dan Patrick show and pretty much, you know, threw the offensive line on the bus saying that you were tired of getting hit. You know, he's going to have to address that coming in. But Aaron Rodgers is borderline, borderline almost phony to me in a certain way. Because it because it's there. I mean, the the telltale. Not talking about his talents, but it's to the point. Then last night when he's at this 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 golf tournament or this golf challenge with the with his with his peer there, Tom Brady, and Lefty and Bryce, when he's on his he's asked, "Hey, are you coming back to Green? Are you going to be Green Bay?" And then he's asked September. I think September the twelfth. I think he was asked the date September. Then he's trying to be coy, like, "Hey, what's that? That's opening day. That's opening week. Packers got a game that day." So when you say, I don't know, we'll see, is it about the money? Are we? Are, I mean, is this the point where you're trying to leverage just to get a new bigger deal out of Green Bay? Which I always thought what was going to – they weren't going to fire the GM. So I always thought that this was one of the angles to kind of smooth this over uh, because it's obviously they don't feel 100% about Bryce Love. They don't feel 100% about him even though they, you know, took him, you know, in the first round. Um, I don't – I don't know, man. I just think this is because if he if it comes down to the money situation and he gets a new deal and it's the most guaranteed or whatever we've seen, then it's like it also questions me. Was it really about the organization and the direction and not having a bit of say so? Because I still stand by the guy that he was lined up on the tee box with last night next to and, and, and Tom Brady. The different what Aaron Rodgers is missing. He didn't have a Robert Kraft telling him that, hey, you know, call him son. He didn't. Have, he. Didn't, I mean, Packers and they don't have an owner. I mean, they're owned by the city, so there's not even a face of an owner there. So he doesn't have that type of like, I'm in tight with the owner. There's the office. There's the GM, the coach, but I'm kind of above you because I'm tight with the owner. He doesn't have that, and I think that's what a lot of this has to do. Where he he wants. I don't, I don't think he feels like he's got his flowers enough from the organization. Or really, what he means. And to be honest with you, they haven't they haven't really done a hundred percent right by him. I mean, they haven't really like, you know, their free agency model has kind of been, even though, you know, that's days of, you know, their former, uh, you know, GM, rest his soul, um, you know, Ted Thompson, that that whole deal with not really going out, making free agency splash, trying to develop. I mean, maybe that's thrown that's gone well with, you know, run the well dry with Aaron Rodgers and their approach. And he's looking for a different philosophy. But the guy is borderline phony, man. I remember I used to have conversations with Salami regards to the guy that he he's coming about to me is almost like how Alex Rodriguez's teammates and how people preview, uh, viewed Alex Rodriguez in the, in the MLB that Alex was one of those guys that was really, he came across a little bit fake and phony, you know, not going to put him in that category yet, but these comments got me on the radar. Like, man, are you really that phony or what are you, are you really, you want to force your way out, but you don't like what's being written with you local or the fan base is starting to turn on your ass and saying like, Hey man, if you don't really want to be here, go. And that's just the way it is. But we're going to get, a, there's going to be a resolution to this here pretty soon. 736-976. listen to the sports grind broadcasting here for the rounders card club studios. We'll be back. Acuity Insurance. We believe that when you let your heart take the lead, amazing things happen. Possibilities become plans. Startups get started. Ideas on napkins turn into brick and mortar. When you lead with your heart, 
you build a business you're proud of and a life you love. So lead with your heart. We'll protect it with ours. Discover business, home, and auto insurance at acuity.com. Acuity, a mutual insurance company and other companies. Not all products available in all states.